There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've learned that when people hold up signs, I've learned that I can't read them while I'm singing because I can't read different words than are coming out of my mouth. So if I'm singing and I start reading, I'll sing what's on the paper because my brain can't do the two things at the same time. I can't. If you're holding up a sign during one of my songs, baby, I can't read it. That is none other than Carrie Underwood. She is center stage on this episode of Country Heat Weekly, talking all about her new song, Ghost Story. I'm Amber Anderson. And I'm Kelly Sutton. And obviously, Carrie looks like a Disney princess, but she is going to tell us about something she's doing in real life that is straight out of Snow White. Carrie fans, stay tuned. We have a lot to talk about with your girl, including her Las Vegas residency and her upcoming album. But speaking of Disney, Kelly, you just got back from there, right? We did. We spent spring break in Florida. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know we're Disney lovers. We're annual pass holders, so we go a couple of times a year. And let me just say, I was down there with everyone else. Very, very full. Very full house. Now, you're back here with us in Nashville, so it's back to work. So tell everyone what else we have on the podcast today. Okay. In our What's Cooking segment today, we have a bit of a confession to make. Yeah, we do. We've been keeping a secret from (laughs) y'all. Sorry, but also (laughs) not sorry. (laughs) Kelly and Amber tell all in just a few (laughs) minutes. Stay close for that. And in our Heat Index, we're going to highlight some of the hottest songs on our Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music. A little later in the show, we're making a transatlantic Zoom connection for our Fanning Out segment. Yes, Valen Leonard. He's what they call a presenter in the UK. He's on-air talent, basically kind of what we do. He and I actually hosted a podcast together for the UK country website called Holler. And he's going to take us behind the scenes of the Country to Country Festival that just wrapped up over there. I know so many of our country music friends were there. The pictures on social media looked amazing. I'm really excited to hear all about it. I mean, Balin is a ton of fun. You are going (laughs) to love him and his crazy accent. He's actually from Tennessee. Oh. So it's this muddle. It's this mix-up. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) It's kind of country, but also British. He's amazing. I cannot wait until you meet him. First, I think we need to spill the secret sauce. Let's do this. It's time to reveal what's cooking in country music. Y'all, we have been cooking up our lead story since before this podcast launched last fall. (laughs) It has been simmering for so, so long, but 
finally, the whole world knows about the Amazon Music original documentary for Love and Country. This project explores country music's roots through the current generation of Black artists making country music. So it features a lot of our friends, Jimmy Allen, Britney Spencer, Blanco Brown, Willie Jones, Raina Roberts, Breland. (laughs) (laughs) So what we can tell you now is that we've been talking to all these artists over the past few months, gathering up stories to share with you. Ten years ago, this wouldn't have been possible. You know, there were, not to say that there haven't been Black people in country, there always have been, but for there to be a platform now where we can be acknowledged for the work that we're doing, I think is incredible. We'll be sharing more as the premiere gets closer for Love and Country launches April 7th on both Amazon Music and Prime Video. And speaking of news we were sitting on, the announcement came out that Brothers Osborne will be playing the Grammy Awards. I read that release, which came out March 15th, and went, wait, this isn't news. We knew that already. We did. <laughs> because they told us on Radio Row a few days before the ACM Awards, we had the scoop and we didn't even know it. <laughs> Congrats on all the things. Congrats on the Grammy Nom. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Nice. Thank you. Nice. We're pumped so for you. We'll be back here in a month. We're performing on the Grammys as well. Uh, a few nominations. So we'll be back here. One month from ish for now. What day is today? They just said it like we all knew it. And you can tell by our silence, the wheels were turning in our heads trying to process that information. But we were so ACM focused at the time. Yes, we really were. (laughs) We really were. Thanks for the scoop, guys. We'll have more country Grammy news as we get closer to the April 3rd show. Okay. Can we talk about this whole Dolly Rock and Roll Hall of Fame situation? I mean, I feel like we need a spreadsheet at this point. Well, I made a timeline so we could break it all down right here. Of course you did. Okay, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does things differently than our Country Music Hall of Fame. Instead of just announcing the new inductees, they announce a long list of people who are nominated to be inducted. And they made that announcement weeks ago. February 2nd, there were 17 artists on the nominations list, including Duran Duran, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, Pat Benatar, and Dolly. One of these things is not like the other. So at that point, official ballots go out to the 1,200 people who vote. And a fan poll then goes up because there's a public voting aspect to the process as well. And then Dolly comes out and says, thank you. I don't think I deserve this. Maybe I'll make a rock album someday, but I decline. Well, the problem is she didn't do that until March 14th, six weeks after the nominations were announced. And the ballots have already gone out at that point. Which is what the Hall of Fame came back with. They tweeted out a statement. March 18th. And it said, quote, From its inception, rock and roll has had deep roots in rhythm and blues and country music. It is not defined by any one genre, rather a sound that moves youth culture. Rock stations across America are saying, what do you mean we're not a genre? Right. And then they went on to say that Dolly was nominated through the same process as everyone else. Ballots have gone out. And she's on it. And back to the fan voting part. The top five vote getters have their votes added to the official voting tally. And as of this morning, Dolly was number four on the list. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Dolly Parton certainly has a nice ring to it. You know, it really does. Yeah. Okay, and one last piece of news. Jamie Johnson was invited to join the Grand Ole Opry last weekend. Okay, if you're not familiar with Jamie, he had a top 10 hit in 2008 called In Color. Heaven looks like we were scared to death. Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other You should have seen it in color As a songwriter... He co-wrote the number one hits Ladies Love Country Boys for Trace Atkins and Give It Away for George Strait. Jamie's official induction date hasn't been announced yet, but we'll keep you posted. 
time now to dig into our heat index and find out what's hot on the Country Heat playlist. Country Heat is Amazon Music's flagship country playlist. It's like the pro league where every artist aspires to play. Amber always comes in with a good sports reference. (laughs) I have to get one in at least every show. One of the songs that's hot on the playlist right now is the new John Party song, Last Night Lonely. This is not a song John wrote. He actually stopped by my syndicated radio show recently and talked about what drew him to this song. There's a lot of stuff with great visuals, and I love it's got a really good dancing beat, and we kind of took that demo and made it sound like something I would write, because that's what I do with outside songs. And a lot of the writers on this record, they're very young, and it's their first single. Mm -hmm. So... They were so, I got a video of them and they're all like celebrating at the bar, like, yeah, because it's a big deal. You know, if an artist it's takes huge. a song and records yeah. it, it's like, it's, it just, it changes the, the way, you know, they're interpreted as a writer. And I love that aspect of recording outside song, but it was fun. Yeah, we could be some history in a making girl tonight, my Okay, so because of my day job at Smack Songs, which manages Walker Hayes, I know that his latest single, AA, is pulling in big numbers at Amazon. That's not my bias. That's statistics. I saw that it was in the top three of all country songs streamed on Amazon. In fact, last I checked, Fancy Like was still at number one. Okay, so wait, that's not insider info that I have? (laughs) No, Amazon (laughs) Music has a whole playlist of the top 100 most played country songs. Personally, I've had Gabby Barrett's Pick Me Up stuck in my head, which, of course, has the line about George Strait in it. I saw that she and her hubby went and saw George in concert last weekend. It was super cute. How about you? Anything else that you're digging right now? I think I became a bigger fan of Parker McCollum since we met him in Las Vegas. Me too. No doubt. I find myself listening to To Be Loved By You a lot these days. And since we talked to him, that song became his second number one hit. Congrats, Parker. Congrats. We are going to take a super quick break, but before we do, I'm going to read you this quote from one of the artists on the Country Heat playlist. And everyone listening at home has to guess who said that. Here's what they said. Quote, I don't know what it means to be a female in country music without Carrie Underwood. She's the one for me. I bet a lot of people have said that. We'll play the audio and give you the rest of the story when Country Heat Weekly comes back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. We're back, and it's time to tell you who said that. I wouldn't know what it looks like to be a female in country music without Carrie Underwood. She's she's the one for me that I've I've always looked up to. Not not only her music, but I think that she has the kindest heart. She just does everything with grace, and I've always wanted to kind of follow in those footsteps. Kelsey Ballerini. This was the night of her Opry induction. Carrie was the one inducting Kelsey, and come to find out, the first time Kelsey met Carrie was at the Opry. I wasn't an artist at all at the time. I was in college and um, somehow got backstage, don't know how, and just met her in the hallway. They've beefed up security backstage since then. Center stage this week is a woman who really needs no introduction, thank goodness, because it would be impossible to list out everything she has accomplished since winning American Idol in 2005. Although we could start with her being the only woman to win ACM Entertainer of the Year three times. Carrie Underwood has won more than 100 awards. ACM, CMA, CMT, Grammys, American Music Awards, People's Choice Awards, you name it, she's won it. She's a force to be reckoned with, headlining a Las Vegas residency at Resorts World, which, Kelly, we really need to go see. Yeah, we do. And during quarantine, she released both a Christmas album titled My Gift and the gospel project My Savior. She's also sold more than 66 million records worldwide, all on top of being a rock star mom and making her faith a top priority. And, oh yeah, she's also a New York Times bestselling author who has her own fitness app. We got a taste of her upcoming studio album with her latest single, Ghost Story, which has already gotten a ton of buzz. I was out of town when Carrie came by the Amazon house on Music Grow, so I'm excited to be a fly on the wall and listen in as Kelly chats with the insanely talented Carrie Underwood. We are so excited because we are talking with 16-time ACM award winner Carrie Underwood. Now 16. Yeah. Okay. Was a good was a good night. <laughs> it was a good night. Yeah. You're having a good year already. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every every year is every year we're breathing, doing our thing. Got got my family. Now we're kind of ramping back up. Yes, and you've got new music. So let's dive in and talk about Ghost Story. It's been a minute since you've had a solo single out. Yeah, I mean, we did the Cry Pretty Tour in 2019, and then um, the world fell apart for for a little bit. I was able to do some, you know, passion projects. Got to make a Christmas album. Got to um, make a gospel album that I've always wanted to do. So there were some things that we, is like, I still want to make music. I still want to be creative. I still want to, I'm a bird. I want to sing. So we 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 made it happen. It was like, what, what can we do by ourselves? You right. know? And um, so I got to do those things. And then been writing, been recording, been busy as ever. But uh, yeah, it's it's time for some some new Carrie music. Okay. Now, why was this the song that you thought we're going to lead off with this one? What was it about this song that really struck you? With this project, I feel like we we cover a really broad range of feelings and music and influences. I felt like Ghost Story was 
It was cinematic, which I love. I feel like it's it's familiar enough, but it sounds fresh. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a good a good starting point to whatever 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 happens next. Was how did you find it? Was it somebody like pitched it to you? Somebody brought it to you? Yes. Well, okay. I've I've been um, been writing a lot over the past year, and um, some people that I work with, David Garcia, who's co producer. Hillary Lindsay, been working with her since day one. Right. Um, and Josh Keir, who, of course, wrote Before He Cheats. We wrote Two Black Cadillacs. Um, he wrote One Away. Um, Josh so does those revenge songs he really does. good, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. So the three of them got together, and they were specifically wanting to write a song for me because I'd been writing with all of them anyway. And yeah. I felt like it just sounded different. It sounded different than anything that's on the radio. I felt like their chord choices were interesting. Um, Hillary was singing on the demo. So whenever she's singing, I feel like I can automatically kind of hear myself in it because we have about the same range. So I just felt like, wow, this could be kind of epic. And it's very cinematic. It's yeah. very, it is dramatic. And I, I like those things. I'm We really started thinking about this, and we said, you really have enough material now for an entire album of Carrie Strikes Back. I like it. Maybe that's like a, some collection we do or whatever. It's, it's so You've much got more them. fun. You know what I don't have, though? Love songs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't sing love songs. I would rather, like, kill a, kill a dude. And talk about how much I love him. No, it's it's true. I, I just love, like, the strong character that doesn't doesn't take anything from anybody. I mean, when we were looking at the list, we're like, this is a perfect Amazon playlist. You know, Carrie Strikes Back. I've got two black Cadillacs on there. We're blown away. I mean, like, it writes itself. If True. if you've been done wrong, I got you. Maybe next time I think before he you said that you've been writing, so are we going to see a lot of that play into the next project? Yes. I always go into, you know, making an album. I want to write. I want to see what will happen. But at the end of the day, I just want the best music, the best songs. And I feel like the way we ended up, I've written a lot. Oh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, of, got a lot of co-writes on this one. So how far along are you in this album? Are we... Whenever you say soon, everybody just comes after you. They're like, I know. What does that mean, Carrie? So how far into the album process, finishing it up, are you? We're we're putting a bow on things. Okay. Um, Yeah. So we've... Yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all happening, and we're ready and excited. Is it hard for you to sit on a project once it's done? Because it's like having a Christmas present you can't give to someone. Right. Well, and that's always the way it is. You know, when you write songs for a while, if you are loving one that you wrote at the beginning, like I've been singing it for, you know, a year now. And then it's, you know, you finally get to record it. And it's, it's fun. But yeah, sometimes it's it's more fun when things are just like, bam, bam, bam. Like the Jason Aldean duet. Yeah. Was, it kind of happened like that. We recorded it and like approved it like the next week. And then like the next week it was out. Like it was, it happened almost that fast. And it was, it was like a whirlwind. That's a fun ride. It was, it was. If I We just came back from Las Vegas. So much fun to be out there. So let's talk about the residency. Reflection, the Las Vegas residency, looks 
amazing. Thank you. People are absolutely loving it. I know sold out shows through December and you've got more that are happening now. How much of that was your vision and how did you get that out of your head and to somebody to be like, no, I want to set something on fire on stage? <laughs> um, oh, I feel like we we are getting to do so many of the things that we like would want to do on tour, but are kind of impossible. So it's like, you know, the setting the thing on fire, we have a, a really cool like waterfall moment. It's ever since something in the water came out, I don't want to like give give stuff away. Yeah. But ever since that came out, it was like everybody's like, when are you gonna when, when why aren't we doing this? And I'm like, I if I'm playing 60, you know, 60 date tour, like whatever, I'm not gonna go take a shower on stage every night and then deal with a crying baby on the bus while I'm sopping wet. You know what I mean? Like it was just it was a lot. Um, it would have been really hard to do that. But in Vegas, you're it's a very controlled environment. It's your stage, you know, and and we we wanted every single song to feel special and every single we, we wanted lots of moments and um, I feel like we accomplished that and it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It looks like you're having fun. Yes. When you're doing it. Well, and it's it's like a it's a great it's reflection, you know, we are reflecting on this career that I've been blessed enough to be a part of and to have and um, we just wanted those like greatest hits kind of moments that people could just come and you know know everything and sing along and have a good time what's your favorite moment in the show oh gosh I do I do love the water moment it's, it's just a really not just because of it it's a spectacular like visually it's it's an emotional moment in the show and I feel like it's it's kind of the grand finale and it's you know such an important song to me and it's it's beautiful and every single person that is in the show is like on the stage all at the same time all together and it's just kind of this beautiful powerful moment Are you flying on anything like you did at the ACMs? I, I rise up. Okay. There, there are lift moments that happen. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. I will say you looked extremely comfortable coming down like Glenda the Good Witch. Like you're just floating down at the ACMs. You got down there and you were like, click, click, I'm undone and I'm loose and I'm singing. And I thought, wow, you look like you've really done that a million times before. So we we rehearsed it quite a bit. Everybody wanted okay. to make sure, you know, I was comfortable on the seat because it was a it's a small seat and um I did have like a little seat belt of sorts across my lap. I was like, I don't know what this would do if like I got up here and like passed out or something. <laughs> my husband, when I got home, he's like, Yeah, I took out an extra insurance policy on you. He was joking, of course. <laughs> but I was like, it's probably smart. How did you get up there? So before before the song started, they okay. they took me up, and that's why I was just sitting up there for a couple of minutes by myself. Just I was out. like, I was like, I hope they turn my mic down because I'm just singing along just to have something for my my brain to do. And so I was, yeah, just up there <laughs> hanging. Um, are you going to be adding Ghost Story to the Vegas set list? Uh, we have not quite discussed that yet. Okay. Um, if it if if people like it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but we wanted to make sure definitely that all of the songs we were playing were bona fide hits. Um, so if 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 the if the lovelies out there make it a bona fide hit, I mean, we might have to add it. 
There you go. We are dog people here. We always give shout outs to all of our dogs at the end of the podcast. Okay. How are the dogs doing? They are good. Okay. Um, Ace is still still kicking. He's <gasps> 16. I wasn't going to ask because I, yeah, I knew he was up there. He's, okay. uh, I feel like, I feel like he's going to surprise us all. I mean, he already has. He's 16. He's kind of falling apart. He wears diapers. Hey, I don't think he can see or hear <laughs> hardly anything. Okay. He's still around. Penny is still Penny. She's fierce. Uh, she runs the house. We have a German Shepherd named Zero. Mm-hmm. We have a bit of a love-hate relationship. We right now have chickens in our basement. I have chickens, but we are raising baby chicks. They're in the wait, the chickens are in the basement? Yeah, because we I, I hatched them from an egg. Really? From one of our chickens. Yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, you're they're just little chickens and a little egg, but it's like I got them and put them in the warmer and, you know, did all that stuff. And and then I was like, I'd wake up at like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. I'd be like, chickens. I'd go to see if they were, if one of them was working on getting hatched and I'd go check them out. And it was just such a beautiful little, little moment. Now they're <laughs> cute and sweet and the boys love them. I was going to say the boys loved yeah. that. I feel like as soon, because we have a lot of space for our chickens mm-hmm. to roam around. So it's a little harder to get them to like me because I want so bad for all of them to love me. You want to be able to call them and they yes, come to you? I do. Okay. I do. I just want to be like one of the Disney princesses that <laughs> the birds like land on her finger as she sings to them. If you teach them how to clean your house, I'm coming over and get that one of your chickens. Awesome. The new single is called Ghost Story, which you can stream on Amazon Music. And we've got more music on the way soon. You promised. <laughs> Reflection, the Las Vegas residency is underway. And of course, to get even more Carrie Underwood in your life, check out the Fit52 app and her book, Find Your Path. Carrie, thank you so much for stopping by Country Heat Weekly. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you. We'll see you in Vegas. Yes. Before we kick off this edition of Fanning Out, we're going to share a secret that I know to be true for both Kelly and I, as well as our guest today. The whole reason we're working in country music is because we are fans. So we love it when we can fan out with country music lovers who make it their life's mission to work in the industry. We are joined today by my friend and two-time CMA Award winner for International Country Music Broadcaster of the Year, Balin Leonard. Balin is the host for Absolute Country Radio in London, the artistic director for the Long Road Festival, as well as the head of music for UK country website, holler.country. So basically, if it's related to country music in England, he is in the middle of it. He has his name all over it, and we're so excited to have him. Hi, Balin. Hello. Oh, that makes me sound like I'm really busy. I feel exhausted <laughs> you reading all that out. I'm tired just reading it all up. <laughs> now, for everyone who's listening right now and is trying to figure out your accent, <laughs> you okay. are originally from Tennessee. We were talking yes. about the fact that you grew up in Bristol, Tennessee, right? Yeah, East Tennessee. My whole family is still there. So growing up in Bristol, the birthplace of country music, it was just yes. kind of in the water, right? Like, what point did you decide that you were going to base your career in country music? Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of in my DNA and there was absolutely nothing special about it. I mean, country music was just a part of my life. And then when I moved off to New York City, Loretta Lynn came through doing a concert. And I got there and it was like the fashion crowd and punks were there and artists were there and every stripe and color and class and sexuality, like all there for Loretta Lynn. And I remember looking around and being like, oh, Loretta Lynn is cool. Like she's not just ours. Like she is 
everybody. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that you don't have to be from a certain place to either appreciate country music or to do country music. Uh, and it just kind of fell into place. I was doing radio and it just made sense for me to do something that I know and love. So that's kind of how I fell into country music, I guess. Okay, so we want to have you discuss Country to Country Festival because I know you were right in the middle of all of it. It's just wrapped up. Ooh. But we call it C2C for short. Give everybody like yeah. the elevator pitch of what C2C is. So C2C is a, a massive kind of three-day uh, festival or concert series, and it takes place in London, it takes place in Dublin, in Ireland, and it takes place in Glasgow, in Scotland. All of the main stage headliners play all of those events. So, you know, they chop and change. Um, and this year it was Miranda Lambert, Luke Combs, Darius Rucker. And then there's also kind of the rest of the main stage artists like Asha McBride, uh, Brett Young, Kit Moore, Russell Dickerson, Flatland Cowboy reach Neil Towns, a whole bunch of people on the main stage, right? And then in London, specifically, there's other kind of pop-up stages where your more up-and-coming artists are playing, some UK artists in there as well. And then in the main arena, there's also what they call the spotlight stage. So big main arena, and then in between each act, the audience flips around to a smaller stage, and that's the spotlight stage. They have 10 minutes. They play three songs. And this year it was uh, Callista Clark was on there. Uh, Breland was on that stage. And so that spotlight stage is a real highlight of the festival because it's kind of like the stars of tomorrow. That's oh, incredible. That, that was a long awesome. elevator ride. No, Sorry it was fine. Yeah. It was, it was, was a, we were in the Empire State Building and we had a lot of time <laughs> for me to tell you. You sold me. I'm here. ready to pack my bags and come next year. <laughs> I want to go so bad. That I've been trying so to get awesome. there for six years. Wait, we got to go. I know. We have to go. For sure. So a lot of us remember that when the world shut down in March of 2020, C2C was underway. Yeah. So, so many of our friends were scrambling to get home to the U.S. before, you know, the flights were closed off. I think Brett Young, Old Dominion, Mitchell Tenpenny, yeah. there was like some trauma around this event. So what did you feel that the energy was like, you know, now that it's back in 2022? Well, I mean, the energy was amazing. And there were so many of those artists, like you mentioned, uh, that that were here and had to literally turn it right around and get back on a plane. And this year, we've obviously been waiting for this. Everybody had been waiting for this for two years. So the energy was high. I think that it's kind of like redemption, right? Like, oh, we're yeah. going to go back and do this yeah. right. Like, we get another crack at it. So you did mention that this year's headliners were Miranda Lambert, Darius Rucker, Luke Combs. Those three in particular, I know, traveled to the UK early and did press, which means they missed the ACM awards. Yeah. Which in Miranda's yes. case, <laughs> poor oh, Miranda. No. 17 years this girl has gone to the ACMs <laughs> and all of a sudden she wins Entertainer of the Year and she's with you. <laughs> yeah, she was in a hotel here in the UK. I know. Well, we were at the ACMs, so we didn't get to talk to any of those people, but you did. So oh, yeah, tell I talked us. to all of them. Give us some of the scoop. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it is about them returning to the UK and how excited they are to do that. And and one of the things that artists always say about the UK is what a listening audience the UK is. They really, really dig in. They know deep album cuts. Darius was saying that sometimes he gets shout out requests from the audience of songs that he hadn't thought about in years, you know, <laughs> but that the UK audience is wanting to hear. Okay, as far as performances in the O2... Who blew yeah. you away? Everybody on the main stage gave an amazing performance. Tennille Towns owned that main stage like she had built it from the ground up. But the real standouts, Breland, 
Britney Spencer, our girl, Britney, who, you know, you know, Kelly, I can't get enough, Britney. And Morgan Wade, Morgan Wade absolutely burned the place to the ground. She was amazing. And she is going to be a massive star and not just in country. She's a superstar. Oh, and Priscilla Block, Priscilla Block, Uh, absolutely amazing as well. And people were buzzing about her. Yeah. So outside of this week with all the festivities going on, what is the country music scene like in London? I mean, you can pretty much do something country uh, most nights of the week somewhere in the UK. I mean, London obviously has a lot going on for it. We, we get all of the tours and, and we have some uh, country music club nights that happen kind of once a month. There's two or three of those that run quite regularly around the capital. Then we get into like summer festival season and we've got the long road, which I look after. And, you know, Chris Young is headlining that and the Cadillac three are going to be there and Sarah Evans and Lindsay L and so many others. And then they tour around that. And then there's a a bunch of other kind of smaller country festivals that take place. We actually had Chris Young on the podcast and we know that he is headlining the long road one night and he was just saying that it's been way too long since he's gotten to play for his European fans. And I can't remember if it was him. We talked to so many people at Radio Row, but like you were saying about the listening audience, we heard that numerous times when we were asking people about going over to either play the long road or C to C. They were saying like the exact same thing. This is such a captivated audience and that they are hanging on your every word and they know every word and it's that much more enjoyable for the artist to go and play over there. Okay, look, I love seeing your face. I love talking to you. And I know it's late in London. So thank you for zooming in with us. Before we let you go, how can everyone listen to you on Absolute Country? There is a Absolute Radio app that's totally free and you can listen around the world on that. Um, you know, there's a website and all that sort of stuff. If you're out of the UK, you should be able to have a little listen to it. But if not, you know, that's fine. You got Country Heat Weekly. What more do you need? <laughs> I love you, Valen. It is so nice to meet you. You as well, Amber. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That does it for this week's episode of Country Heat Weekly. Next week on the show, Maren Morris will be here and we're celebrating Women's History Month by rediscovering the music of one of our pioneers, Loretta Lynn. Now, sure, we've had Carrie and Dolly and Gabby Barrett on the podcast in the past few weeks. But we celebrate the women of country music all year round. That's right. Our Rediscover segment has already dug into the careers of the Judds, Linda Martell, Dina Carter, and Shania Twain. And we featured Carly Pierce, Lauren Elena, and Casey Musgraves center stage. Now, I don't know if we're supposed to tell everyone this yet, but we've heard they've confirmed Raina Roberts for an episode in early April. I think we just told them. I think we did. We want you to be the first to know when there's a new episode. So make sure that you find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. And chat about the show on social media by using and following the hashtag Country Heat Weekly. As tradition has it, we end each episode with a burning question. Something that probably keeps you up at night, wondering how the country stars would answer it. No more lost sleep, friends. We've got the 411 on what our friends order at Waffle House. Check out the hot takes from Dustin Lynch, Chris Young, and Scotty McCreary. Okay, so I'm a, let's see, all-star special. Some, well, I would say most Waffle Houses have their Casa de Waffle salsa. That goes on the hash browns. Give me black coffee, eggs, bacon, and toast. I'm good to go. 
Ooh, smothered and covered for sure. Yeah, I'll do it all. When I go to Waffle House, it's normally late and I'm normally not thinking straight. So I just say, well, just give it give it all to me, you know? But y'all, we're putting go to Waffle House with Willie Jones on our bucket list. Sausage, bacon, hash brown bowl with grilled onions and jalapeno, side of chili, hot sauce, Waffle House sauce. <laughs> and side of Tums. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is the birthday girl, Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne, with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, Ace, Penny, Zero, and all the other very good dogs out there as well as Ernie the cat. Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Y'all didn't even know they had Waffle House sauce. Y'all didn't even know. You're welcome. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.